0: Hey, thanks for listening to the Covino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from
1: 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Covino and Rich at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app
3: by searching FSR. All right. Yes. The guys were out because they were... I think they were in for Dan
4: Patrick this morning, yeah, having they were a little working. fun
3: with the DP show. See, they didn't have off, Monty. Yeah. They were working this morning <laughs> I because know. they were working.
4: They were working. Just it like would... I
3: was traveling for work on the day that I had off.
4: Pero no es algo malo si tienes un día libre. It's okay if you take a day off. I didn't They're...
3: take a day off. I was I traveling for I work. I
4: know, but... I... I didn't mean it that you were not doing. We are broadcasting live from the TireWrite.com studios. TireWrite.com will help you get there An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireWrite.com, the way tire buying should be. I was not... Implying that you were just being lazy or anything like that. <laughs> I it was just saying, you weren't here. I
5: that wasn't. Day.
3: I was yes, because I was traveling for work. There's oh. a difference between not coming to work and traveling for work. So I won't be at work, and I just want to make that distinction uh, very, very clear.
4: I, I, next time, I will write down your schedule so I don't forget it. I well, <laughs> I
3: I literally told you the day before that I was going to the Super Bowl the next day, I, and so then we were not. This is this is how people get a bad reputation. I Showing up for work is one thing. Not showing up for work is another. Not being at work because you are traveling for work is not not showing up for work.
4: I, Dan, I don't know what I did yesterday. I just want you to know that it was I know what you
3: did. You, f- you didn't even watch the NBA All-Star game, and you forgot that it was going on. I know what I did. I fell asleep in the fourth quarter of that. Ah. And if you think that's bad for the NBA, how would you like to be a fan of a Major League Baseball team? whose season is already over before it started (laughs) because that surely feels like the way of the Los Angeles Angels. Mike Trout trying to save as much face as he can today in in talking about the Angels and their future as spring training is now open and Shohei Otani is no longer there. In fact, Trout even joked when all the reporters were waiting for him, saying, well, Otani must be gone. And that is the case, and that is the reality of the Angels. But here we are. We start another season where not much is expected from the Angels. In fact, two of the best teams in baseball, including the defending World Series champions, are in the same division that the Angels are in. And yet you have Mike Trout, one of Major League Baseball's biggest stars, basically sitting in a spot where even the playoffs seem like a long shot, but Mike Trout today saying the easy way out is to ask for a trade. He says he wants to win a championship with the Angels.
4: How do you hate him saying? I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying, how can anyone not be a fan of this guy, of these comments? I, you know, I was one of those people that I was like, No, the Patriots should not fire Bill Belichick. I feel like loyalty is dead in sports and maybe just in life. And I hate it so much. So hearing him say this was a breath of fresh air. And it's just something you don't really see. The Dodgers just re-signed Kershaw to a 17th season, a one-year deal. Yes, Kershaw should not play on any other team. Even if you don't think he can deliver the way he has in the past – He needs to be a Dodger for life. Mike Trout is going to be an angel for life. He should be. And it sucks because he's part of an organization that we... It's very evident that they don't care as much as other organizations. It's We've seen it. So it sucks that that's what he's a part of. But like he said, I signed the deal. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to win. It's so refreshing to hear. I... I don't know how you don't want to hear that from a star like Mike Trout.
3: Isn't isn't it different though? Like it's easy for Clayton Kershaw because
4: right. So give even more credit to Mike Trout. But yes, yes I agree. Yes. Yeah. yeah like,
3: like the the Dodgers are thought to be one of the contenders and one of the favorites for the World Series. Yeah,
4: and I think with like what you, a point with that is obviously the loyalty is two ways when it comes from the Dodgers and Kershaw. With Mike Trout, the loyalty is strictly on him because he could leave and somebody would snatch him up right away. So he's the one that is loyal to an organization that has not been the greatest to him. So more power to Mike Trout for doing that and for saying that in the season where his co-star was sent off to the Dodgers. Here's here's
3: I I'm not saying that I don't believe Mike Trout because I actually do believe Mike Trout, but I also think Mike Trout is in in a in a tough spot, and it's hard to say that for someone who signed a three hundred and sixty million dollar <laughs> deal. It's very tough for anybody to to really say, all right, tough times for Mike Trout. This is the part, though, that I don't think that Mike Trout is being fully, fully sincere in saying it's when he says, I want to win a championship here. Because let's be honest. They are miles and miles away from being a championship. You don't get to be a better team when you lose uh, a generational player a, a unicorn of a player in Shohei Otani and get nothing in return for him. That's a completely separate story, but it also tells you of where the organization is for the Angels. And Trout said stuff today of, you know, trying to, you know, recruit people, mm-hmm. tell them to come over. And and in the Angels' defense, they've had some players and some of those players have not worked out, and yeah. there's a longer list. In the most recent, being Anthony Rendon, and I know Isaac has some of his comments, and I'll probably have Isaac, you know, rehash those for us in just a little bit of what Anthony Rendon said today. But this is the part with with Trout where they just they just need to be competitive. They yeah. they just need to not fall off the face of the earth in in June, you know, when half the season is done. Just make a wild card like that that's or, or or be in it until the end and I know it would be it would be disappointing if you don't make the playoffs but by no means is this team anywhere near competing with the Rangers with the Astros with the Tampa Bay Rays with any of those squads they're they're just they're just not and that's the tough part about it is you can only say so much, and but him when he says that I want to win a championship here, every player wants to win a championship with the team that they're on right now. But the the reality is, is the Angels could be the furthest from winning a championship than maybe any of the other twenty nine teams in baseball.
4: And that's probably what he meant when he said I want to win a championship here. He probably just meant I want a playoff game. I just want to get into the postseason. That's really what I want. But he can't say that. He it's can't a, just say, you know what I mean? It's a
3: cliche in, in a way that you're not saying a cliche.
4: Right. Exactly. Exactly. He, he had to say it that way. But it's just, you feel for the guy. But I at the same time, I'm like, man, I wish more people were like you. I'm not going to lie. I wish Damian Lillard was still in Portland. That's a perfect example. Because Portland was not doing much for mm-hmm. him you know but we just don't see this anymore and I I oh. hate it to be honest with you I, it, we don't we don't see these teams have a player for their life for a six a a, a a star player staying with the team for this long we don't see that anymore and to start the season and to say that I I cannot give him more credit for doing it
3: there's also the the uncharted territory or the the territory that very few can navigate in where Trout is as a baseball player mm. which again because the, the, there are just very few Mike Trouts out there right. and very few people whose legacy is determined by winning championships in major league baseball it's funny we talk so much about it with with the NBA and LeBron James and you know comparing him to Jordan and others as well and then the NFL it's it's about quarterbacks and what quarterbacks have won with championships but in major league baseball like they're they're just very very few players that you say well they never they never won a championship because it's just there's so many different things that go into it pitching hitting where you play how you play there's just so much that that comes with it but the lack of success that trout has had with his with the angels makes him even more a candidate to be one of those guys. And again, it's not that Mike Trout needs a championship ring to validate his career. That's not it. There's just very few Major League Baseball players that you would point out, oh, and they won a world championship. Truly, like, like Mookie Betts is not in that conversation. For as great as Mookie Betts is, we're not going to sit there and count Mookie Betts' rings throughout the year. I don't even know if we really do that in major league baseball. We don't. And so 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 with Mike Trout and where he is, he just needs to have moderate success yep. and it would help his legacy.
4: Yeah. Cuz it's baseball is the one team sport that is really about individual performances. That's how you win. Even if you are great, you need other individual performances from hitting, from pitching, from fielding. It is a team sport, but it's very individual. So that is why you're right. If he just has a little bit more success to end the his career, nobody would say, but he didn't win. Because all of that negativity goes to the Angels organization. Because we've seen it year after year that they have not put in the work that we see other teams do to develop around a star like Mike Trout. Who is not a unicorn, but in a way he is. You know what I'm saying? Three-time MVP. Like, there's how many? There's ten, I think, players in the history of baseball. with Three or more MVPs. I might be off. But, you know, it's a very rare feat that he has done. So yeah, it's it's really all the negative negativity to me goes to the angels. If
3: they were to sign Cody Ballinger tomorrow.
4: Oh that would be interesting.
3: But would it? That like that's that like the, like truly you just lost Otani. You you just you you literally and that's the point of it. That's that's why I think that they're so far away. Because Mike Trout can try to convince Artie Moreno to to sign these guys, and this is not meant to turn into angel talk. Because I think it's a bigger picture of one of the baseball greats being in a baseball wasteland right now. But it doesn't change so much, and so I think at some point Trout probably will have to change his tune because I just think that they are so far away from doing anything significant or worthwhile in baseball. And so while I, you know, I, I admire his his dedication on the opening day of spring training, I do question that's how he really feels.
4: I believe him. I I think he had plenty of opportunity to dip out if he really wanted to. And my reaction to Cody Bellinger, you're right, because in baseball, I don't think one person moves the needle enough on a, on a baseball team. Even Shohei Otani going to the Dodgers. I said that. I was like, I don't know if he moves the needle like that. I think that's... Wins, that's the,
3: losses, right? That's a, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it,
4: it, exactly. To like, oh, one player is going to make you a championship team. I just it just doesn't work like that. In baseball, I think. But I do think if they were to sign somebody like a Cody Bellinger, Bellinger has done better since he's left the Dodgers, kind of revitalized his career. And he is kind of like a quote-unquote household name where it would bring more eyes to the Angels, not the same type of attention as Shohei. Of course not. No. But I, I think it would be beneficial for the Angels to sign a Cody Bellinger. 100%. It would do more good than nothing.
3: Let's let Mike Trout have the last word in all of this. I think the biggest thing right now is I think the easy way out is just ask for a trade. There might be a time, maybe. Uh, I've, I really haven't thought
1: about this. But you know, when I sign that contract, I, I'm loyal. You know, I want to win a championship here. The overall picture of winning a championship or getting to the playoffs here is bigger satisfaction bailing out and just taking the easy way out so I think that's that's my, been my mindset maybe down the road if something's changed but that's been my mindset ever since Do the you? trade
2: speculations you know came up.
4: Do you think that comment of taking the easy way out was a a dig at Shohei Otani? Uh
2: uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Not that you mentioned <laughs> He LeBron didn't, did there It didn't, it didn't huh? dawn he on LeBron me. He LeBron
5: did there at the end Things can change. My opinion could change if things change. He's giving himself an that, out.
3: Yeah, that, that, that's that, that's why I think this is this is first day of spring training comments. This is like that's why you say like I I want to win a championship here. Well, so does every other player in Major League Baseball, but it's it's not going to happen. It's not realistic. Yeah, I don't and, think
5: I don't think the guys on the Royals are saying we don't want to win a championship. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, it's not. I mean. But, like but the Mike Trout is a it. different
4: level. He's a different caliber player. So him saying it is different than a player from the Royals saying it. You know what I mean? I get I get what your sentiment overall one hundred percent. But I I do believe him. I just think he could have left a while ago, and somebody would have picked him up.
3: I think there was a I I, I think that there was a lot of cap, with <laughs> a lot of hat. I'm not calling him wise. I just there's what are you gonna say on the first day of spring training? But to Bo's point, I think that you leave the door open at the end of you know, at some point you want to play meaningful baseball in, in August and September and and they just aren't, and you just lost again the best player in baseball to another team. So even signing a different free agent, I don't know how much different that is going to be to your organization organization, which tells you how far. Back they are and actually competing. She's Monty Bolognos. I'm Dan Bayer. We are in for Cavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll dive more into this. And because spring training is open, yeah, you got that spring fever. Our good buddy John Morosi is going to stop by. Uh, we'll talk a little, uh, Angels, and so much more, and plus what is happening with all these free agents that are still available. Hit Monty up at Monty Belagnos. You can find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. And a quick check, all right. Joey Logano leading the Daytona 500 right now just 40 laps in but Lorena who has him in our pool right now in first place. Ryan Blaney was in first place, Matsy. That was I know. one of your two picks.
2: I know. He has
3: dropped back but still for you know only 40 laps in we are still early and again the message betting on NASCAR can be a lot of fun and we're trying to show that to you today. We each took two drivers. Somebody's going to get our 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 pot of what we put in and we're going to have some fun with it. Betting on NASCAR is fun. You can see it right now on Fox. Where does Cody Bellinger end up and Blake Snell and others? We'll try to answer those questions next year on Fox Sports Radio.
6: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: Head to graduatehotels.com and again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you
0: notice you're losing a little bit of hair? you shedding a little bit? Well, if you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time,
2: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Spring is in the air here on Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio.
3: She's Monty Bolaños. I'm Dan Bayer. Spring training opening up we were just talking about mike trout and now we're going to talk to our good buddy john morosi mlb network to talk about the uh, upcoming baseball season and john welcome in a happy new year to you i know it's 7 weeks removed but still i haven't <laughs> spoken to you since 2024 so I am breaking the rules set by Larry David in saying Happy New Year. Good to talk oh, to you, John. How are you? I would say,
7: Dan and Monty, first of all, I always <laughs> love talking to both of you. Second of all, when it's pitchers and catchers, first full squad workouts, that is an entirely appropriate time to wish your friends a Happy New Year. And by the way, as, as we came on the air for this segment, I would say that's probably the first time and quite possibly the last that Mike Trout and John Morosi were mentioned in the same sentence. <laughs> because it's it's a, it's as though we were guests of a similar elk, and, and uh Mike Trout the greatest I would say I'm uh, I'm just happy to be talking about him. <laughs> I'm not
3: calling I'm not calling Mike Trout a liar, but he said all the right things today. How much truth do you think uh was in the right things that he said in advance of spring training with the Halos?
7: Number one, I admire what he said about wanting to stay there and understanding his his place in the game and the way that he represents the franchise. It's it's difficult, of course. It's now been a decade since his last, his first and only postseason appearance. And and last year at this time, he was getting ready to be the captain of Team USA at the World Baseball Classic. He was great there. Uh, And so he has tried to fill his... Cup with things that are not necessarily playing in October because he hasn't been able to do that and so he in a way that I admire greatly is trying to set a professional tone even though he knows that Shohei is not there in fact he's playing for their rivals in, in Los Angeles that's a tough bit of news for him certainly to have to deal with so he's saying the right things I also think candidly you look at the market and the way in which teams are, are regarding and managing their budgets, how many clubs at this point or even at the start of the offseason could have taken on all of Mike Trout's salary for the balance of his contract and into the future, and I just think, candidly, the answer is not many. It's, it's a, a difficult market to move a contract like Mike Trout's, and so I think it was both the right thing to say to be a leader and to set a professional tone for the organization, and candidly, it was also probably the right thing to say if if GMs around the game at some point want to keep open the possibility of trading for him, he, you never want to show up to spring training and basically indicate that you want out. That's just not, not the right thing to say. And I think that by, by setting a professional tone, it was the right thing for the here, and it was also the right thing for the future, depending on how things play out with the Angels.
4: You mentioned that he doesn't have a lot of October experience and neither does Shohei Ohtani, but now he's a Dodger. We know he's not going to play the the first spring training game on Thursday against the Padres. Do you have an insight as to when Dodger fans can actually see Shohei Ohtani swing the bat this season?
7: Moncia, it is a great question. It's going to be chronicled even that. The, the date of his first Cactus League game <laughs> will be, will be exactly. celebrated and chronicled endlessly as we know. That that's the way it's going to be with the Dodgers and Joey from now until forever, to be honest with you. But I, I do think this. There is still, as I look at it, and this is my conjecture based on reading the tea leaf, so it's not a scoop of saying exactly this is what's going to happen – I think the most important thing, the most important date is one month from tomorrow yeah. and that is opening day in Seoul South Korea and I expect that at that point in time by then he'll be playing in that game opening day in South Korea I think the quality of his swings whether he's ready quite for game action right now that's a little bit of a to be determined and obviously they're going to play it slow at the beginning but when you just look at his the the health of his swings um, in the live batting practice the number of home runs he He's been hitting in his BP. If you're swinging the bat like that, based on what my eyes are telling me, haven't haven't looked at a lot of swings in spring training over my career, that's a good-looking swing. Mm-hmm. He looks healthy. And I think that the important thing, Monty, is that by a month from now, he'll be ready to, to play in a game that's going to be one of the most closely watched games in the baseball world. To be honest with you, for a regular season game, he'll be in South Korea. Japanese fans will be watching carefully. Korean fans are watching carefully, fans in North America are going to be getting up in the middle of the night to watch carefully so I, I, the, the important thing is that for a month from right now, I expect he'll be healthy and on the field.
3: John Morosi joining us here on Camino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio as yes, spring is in the air mm-hmm. uh, catchers, pitchers full squad reporting as you said, opening day a month from tomorrow because of the games overseas And still, you know, it's going to be creeping on us pretty soon, which makes uh, the the likes of Cody Bellinger, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, all still available, uh, makes it even more surprising. Is it still just a one team race with Cody Bellinger and, and him going back to the Cubs or or could we see some other teams be interested the longer this goes on?
7: I do think the longer it goes on, we could have some surprises. In the case of Bellinger, the comments from Cubs ownership here in the last 24 hours indicating there have been conversations but not necessarily an offer or a firm negotiation, it's a stalemate. This is a stalemate. And I'm not sure that I see any teams that are a better fit, for Bellinger than what the Cubs could provide but remember we're, we're a year away a year removed from Carlos Correa signing with the third team that he ended up having an actual agreement with of course we thought it was the Giants and then the Mets and eventually it was the Twins so Free agency can often surprise us at, at, at the last at the last minute, and so I think the longer this goes on, the more that I believe it 's possible that we see a non obvious answer. The obvious answer is Chicago, and so non obvious answers you think about teams that feel as though they could add one more bat if the price comes down far enough, uh, do we see a team like? Seattle all of a sudden get involved there, there was a report in the last couple of days that maybe Seattle could be a fit for Matt Chapman the longer that this goes on I, I do think we can hope as an industry and as baseball fans that there's a greater clarity on the, 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 the television rights and the streaming aspect that, that have I think created a lot of uncertainty for ball clubs and so hey the longer that we go on with this it, maybe it happens so that there's a little bit more certainty and a team like Seattle gets back involved they're, they're one team I'm watching a little bit, if enough markets come down, because they've been very responsible in how they've spent their money to this point, all it takes is one owner to say they're comfortable with where things are at budgetarily to make a bit of a push. And I, I could see someone like Bellinger or Chapman having a tremendous impact in Seattle.
4: I was just going to bring up Matt Chapman, another big free agent name. Do you think the talks between maybe the Cubs and Bellinger aren't progressing because maybe they're looking At Matt Chapman, the Chicago Cubs.
7: And I do think this that in a lot of ways, Chapman is going to be less expensive than Bellinger. He does fit them very well because they don't necessarily have a clear third baseman right now. Patrick Wisdom has had that role before Michael Bush, whom they acquired from the Dodgers, could also fill that role. And one of the reasons why the Cubs might be a little bit reticent to sign Bellinger with Center Field as the idea is that they have Pete Crow Armstrong coming on and they believe is going to be a very strong center. Fielder in, in, in the future as well, so it, it's a great point, Monty. And, and the irony here is that, and this is, I think, part of the uncertainty: Chapman, Bellinger, J.D. Martinez, mm-hmm. Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, all of them, Scott Boras clients.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: He's John Morosi. He's a friend of ours here on Fox Sports Radio. Catch him on the MLB Network and find him on X at John Morosi. Uh, yeah, Happy New Year with the baseball <laughs> season, John. We will talk to you again soon. Thanks,
7: Amen! Man up with both of you. Hopefully many more conversations to come this season. I can't
3: wait. All right, Be well, my friend.
7: Bye! Thanks, John
3: Morosi, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio as we are in for Cavino and Rich live from the TyreRack.com studios. I do want to let you know that shortly after the show the podcast goes up. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast again. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts and you'll see this show posted right after we get off. The air here on Cavino and Rich. It's great to talk with John Morosi. you is. also know we could have talked to him about hockey as well because he's right. so uh, in tune and works for the. Uh, does work for the NHL Network as well. But when you have pitchers and catchers and full squads reporting in the spring. Yes, baseball is
5: here.
4: When baseball gets here, I feel like it all happens so fast. Like when he was like a month from tomorrow, the game, and I was like, "What? I know. Are we already there?" It just all happens so fast. Or maybe it's when football season ends and then everything kind of just speeds up. When he said that, I was very like, "Oh."
3: So I was looking at the the, the future schedules, and you know, the NFL at some point is going to. I, who knows when it's going to be? There's going to be an 18 game season. Sorry, it's just it's going to happen. Like it's inevitable. Whether it's 10 years, 20 years, or now, it's going to happen. But in a couple of years, we will have a Super Bowl on a Valentine's Day. Yes, yes, the Super Bowl that is in Los Angeles, Super Bowl sixty-one. Wow, is that's scripted. right now it's tentatively scheduled for February fourteenth.
4: Wow, are you going to take your wife
3: <laughs> to, the to the Super Bowl? Bowl?
4: It's Valentine's yeah, Day, that's Dan. Where, that's
3: where she'd want to be. That's exactly where she would want to be. What on are you Valentine's talking about?
4: Day. Man, I wonder how many people are gonna. That's gonna be the date, the Valentine's Day gift. I'm taking you, honey, to the Super Bowl. And she's gonna be like, "What? I don't
3: wanna go to the Super Bowl." Yeah, she, only if Taylor Swift was there. That is, that would be, that would be the ruling. And who knows? Maybe, maybe. in three years she will. Yeah. Maybe Isaac LaRon will be there they will probably be calling the Super Bowl at that time. Yeah! Hello,
5: Isaac. Works for me. Hello. Right now, we have another major event going on right now. It was supposed to go on yesterday, but in clement weather, has postponed the Daytona 500 until today. They are on lap number 64 out of 200, and right now, taking over the lead at Daytona is Kyle Busch, followed by William Byron, and then Chase Elliott is in third place, and again, they are on lap 64 of 200. I have Chase
3: Elliott in the pool, just so you know. We will be
5: tracking our uh, uh,
3: let's see. Kyle Larson's in fourth, and there's some drama because Mary also wanted Joey Logano, but uh, Lorena took Logano, Mm -hmm. and so, but Mary's got Kyle Larson who's in fourth right now.
5: And my picks uh, Who's in third right now. Kyle Larson moving up as we speak. And we actually have late word that they're using our picks as primary motivation <laughs> in today's race. That's why
4: Elliot's in first now.
5: No, unfortunately, uh, my picks, Anthony Alfredo and Daniel Hemrick, are taking a Zen Buddhist-like uh pace to the race with the, how slow they're going. So pick it up, guys. But anyway, again, 65 laps in and Chase Elliott has now taken over the lead at Daytona. NFL media reports the New England Patriots releasing defensive tackle Lawrence Guy and safety Adrian Phillips. In the NBA today, the Brooklyn Nets fired head coach Jock Vaughn. Brooklyn in 11th place in the East. They are 21 and 33. And ESPN reports that assistant Kevin Ollie has been named interim head coach. In Major League Baseball, Washington Nationals owner Mark Mark Lerner told the Washington Post that the Lerner family no longer exploring a sale of the franchise. In college sports, Arizona's hired Missouri Athletics Director Desiree reed francois as its new Athletics Director. And the Pac-12 Conference appointed Teresa Gould as its new commissioner. Effective at the start of March, she had previously served as the Pac-12's Deputy Commissioner. Dan and Monsi, back to you. Thank you very much, Isaac.
4: Yeah, you're listening to Cavino and Rich on this President's Day, but I'm here with Dan Byer. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases with no fees period check out eligibility and terms at discover.com/cashback debit discover bank member FDIC
3: now nascar has made changes over the years to try to keep people more uh, interested and as I was trying to tell you guys this is this is just like betting on horses except it's just three hours long and not two minutes long and
4: way better because it's not horses And
3: yeah, there, hey there you go yeah there's a positive for it yep nascar is instituted changes you have different stages also helps with the points and keeps you all involved but there is something at the end of this when you are trying to when you are jockeying for position when you're running low on fuel I'm telling you it is interesting. It is why betting on NASCAR and being involved in it is fun and and I betting is was such a taboo term, but I got into a NASCAR fantasy league about a decade ago run by one of my buddies and it was awesome. It was fun. <laughs> it filled the little void that I had every Sunday. You know what? I would watch the drivers and you get into it. So there's truly, there is something there. Now what's been difficult is there are a lot of new names. There, there, there used to be names that you would always know in NASCAR. And then those names ended up carrying over to another generation. But now these generations are getting shorter and shorter. Guys are retiring sooner and sooner. And you got drivers who are younger and younger getting in the races, but still at the heart of it all of what they're going to have to determine to do at the end of the, of this race and all of the others. It is pretty wild. And especially at Daytona, where if you get out of line, you can fall back to the pack. There's just, there's a lot with it. Trust me on this. If you pay attention, it's fun.
4: Already, we've barely done anything. And you're right. This is fun. And it was so easy. I could yeah. I could bring all my girlfriends into this because they I'll be like I don't know anything either. Are we just gonna pick names. We
3: are still you know about three hundred miles yeah. away from the finish and we're like yes my guy's yeah. in first. Yeah right.
4: That's right.
3: Kyle Larson in second. Mary's loving that. The, Isaac took one of the long shots and he was in third. Which by the way I think that was the reason he mentioned it in the update was because it was uh, <laughs> Daniel uh, Daniel who was on. It, was third probably because everybody pitted for gas and he just decided to stay out there. That's yeah, a I don't strategy. even know if
4: Ryan Blaney is even there anymore. He was,
3: yes. <laughs> he there was, was there I was a there, there, there was a wreck early. There was a wreck uh. early, and I, I I can bring it up, but I'm not going to do it to waste your time. You know what's amazing? You know what's amazing, Monty. Okay. We have been together. We're in for Cavino and Rich today. We were also in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio a little bit earlier. We have yet to, you ready for this? Jizz. Talk about the NFL.
4: Wow.
3: We have yet to do that because there was so much with the NBA and now obviously with baseball. We're going to talk about the NFL. Coming up next. I do want to give a big thank you, though, to the new Fox Sports Radio, Orlando, 97.9 FM and 8.10 AM. A huge thank you to Program Director Kyle Cassandra and Vice President of Programming Rick Everett. Happy to be in Orlando, one of America's greater greatest cities.
4: Yeah, welcome to FSR.
3: It is great to have you along. Yes, you did not have your football fix this weekend. You're going to have it next. Cheese Monsie. I'm Dan. It's Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio.
6: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns.
3: And Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. She's Monty Bolaños. I'm Dan Beyer. Sitting in for the guys today. As we're live from the entire studios. I joked that we hadn't talked any football. Well, there was no football to talk about this past weekend, but there is something to talk about in the National Football League. And I know that you and Steve Hartman teamed up on, on Saturday here on Fox Sports Radio, and a conversation came about with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I do want to get your, your thoughts on that. But it actually starts with the New England Patriots because Apple – has started to release the episodes of their New England Patriots documentary. Oh,
4: thank goodness!
3: And and, and I I understand the thinking of it. Let's let's fill everyone's football fix. Mm-hmm. But watching the Patriots win is not enjoyable football for me, and <laughs> you know, I'd have to think that fans of 31 <laughs> other NFL teams also are in lockstep with me. In watching a Patriots documentary, that by the way is still recent enough that I still don't want them to go to the Super Bowl. I don't care if nobody's <laughs> still around. Like I don't want to see the Patriots going to the Super Bowl at any point in the next decade because of their dominance over twenty years. And I just think it's—I understand everything as a documentary. Everything does the, the, nowadays. Like there, there are stories that I, I think they're running out of things to, to make <laughs> specials about. Yeah. This is obviously in response to the last dance in the Chicago Bulls. Right. And you try to look at the dynasties. The thing that was so unique about the last dance, it wasn't that it was COVID. It was that it was 25 years prior. Big difference. Not 25 months. (laughs) And that's what it seems like with the New England Patriots documentary that I just, I don't have any interest seeing all of this stuff again. And, and. We still see Bill Belichick. We still see Tom Brady. We're going to see him on Fox this fall, calling games. It's not like they've been away for a while, and we're going to catch up. And oh, that's what Horace Grant looks like. That's that's not going to be the case at all. I have no desire to watch this Patriots dynasty.
4: Just a kind of a little bit of a random question about this uh, topic. Did you hate Tom Brady because of the legacy and the whatever Patriots run? Did you like hate Tom Brady? Do you want a at one point?
3: longer answer? I hated Tom Brady cuz he went to Michigan. As okay. an Ohio State fan, like it started then. Then. So yes.
4: So then so then maybe this doesn't this, is, this question doesn't work for you because Sean, my boyfriend, hated the Patriots. You know, I would hear him complain about Tom Brady day in, day out. But then he gets he goes to Tampa Bay and he wins and Sean's like, "I don't hate Tom Brady anymore." Is that how you kind of felt? You,
3: I'll tell you where but I felt. But Michigan, no, so you know what I mean. Yeah, different. Yeah, never. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's difficult for, for me to 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 hate a player. I've never like been in in that aspect. I was never a Kobe fan. Yeah. But on Kobe's last game against the Jazz, I was cheering for Kobe.
4: I 100% agree with you because I hated Kobe. I was a Clipper fan, but I watched so many Laker games, and I definitely shed a tear in his last game. I was watching that game. It was also, I think, the Warriors same were the same yes. night, right? And I kept going between the two. But I watched more of Kobe's last game than the Warriors. And I, at the end, I was like, what is in my eye? Oh, my goodness. Why is Kobe making me do this? But yes, I get that. I understand. Very different.
3: There is, and there's, there's strong emotions from over that time. And I think there are a lot of people that do hate in the sporting realm. Mm-hmm. The Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Now that I bring up this, because it also is then on the heels of a conversation that that you had this weekend with Steve Hartman. I know Bo Benson Bo was, was a part it. of it, and Hartman was trying to say that people hate the Chiefs. Yeah, now? was that was that the the, the presence yeah, that Bo? was
5: that was the terminology he used? Because the Chiefs are now what three and five Super Bowl winners, so yeah,
3: three out of the last five. Yeah, they've yeah. been in four out of the last five, won and three I, out of the. I last think five.
5: along what Monty was saying, the reason that people. Flip flopped on Tom Brady and being like, "Oh, I like him now," is because he is the reason that the Chiefs have not won four out of the last five Super Bowls.
4: <laughs> right. Sure,
3: that and their tackles, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't have any yeah. tackles that game, yeah. The, and Joe Burrow and Evan McPherson in overtime for the Bengals also prevented another appearance from the Kansas City Chiefs.
4: Yeah, but I, I don't, I, I'm with Bo on this because we both were like, it's not the same. The hatred is not the same. Yes, the Chiefs are probably now hated, quote unquote. I think we both, uh, all of us probably agree, Taylor Swift is a big part of that. It's not just the dynasty. And I still don't think it's the same. I still...
3: It's also, fair or not, more difficult to dislike Andy Reid than Bill Belichick. Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah. And so, oh, like yeah. Andy
3: Reid, still lovable character, jolly guy on the sidelines that you love. It's very easy to dislike Bill Belichick if yes. you want to.
4: Yeah, no, I, I, I remember. I want Bill Belichick to to yell at me, so I'm a fan <laughs> of Bill Belichick. I want him to yell at me, uh, like like John Tafford in uh, those well, that restaurant show, uh,
3: Bar Rescue, <laughs> Bar
4: Rescue. Thank you. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Yes, that's what I want.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a there was a a fake show. Have you ever the, one of those? undercover shows years ago and i forgot what it was called but it was it was completely fabricated and the reason that i knew that was because there was someone at fox sports radio that worked here once and she had done some acting jobs and all of a sudden she was appearing as a waitress with a completely different name it meant (laughs) maybe it was like it it, I, i know robert irvine does restaurant impossible where they redo it but this may have been like undercover restaurant or restaurant undercover or something like that but it was completely fake and fabricated uh back on topic of the patriots (laughs) and chiefs the the thing about the chiefs is you're gonna tire from them and i do think the taylor swift emergence
4: is not helping
3: No, I actually think it was the opposite this year. I would have been sick of the Chiefs this year, but there was this different spin Mm. that brought this new life that I've talked about, like my wife being interested. And I think that it almost distracted us from seeing the Chiefs again. Now, granted, they had a different road to hoe. They went on the road in the divisional playoffs, and then they went in the AFC Championship game, won both of those games, were an underdog in the Super Bowl, something that we didn't see. So they were playing these different roles. But I just don't know how many times you're going to reinvent yourself before we kind of just get sick of it and I think that's where we probably are I don't think anybody really wants to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl again knowing that we're probably going to because they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid but we just kind of want new blood we want something different and I think but there's no hatred yeah
4: exactly that's perfectly normal of course we don't want the same thing over and over then that's boring but I I just don't I don't see the hate I'm with Bo I'm just like I I don't think they're hated like that maybe they will be though there's plenty of time left
3: Got some bad news. For one, Bo Benson, uh, Kez Grallo was in a wreck early in Daytona yeah. and is currently no! 74 laps down. Yeah, I don't know so, if he's going to do it. So one of Bo's picks in our Daytona 500 contest. Again, they're in stage two. They're uh, in 80 laps in of the 200 at the Great American Race that you can see right now on Fox. Joey Logano is your leader in the event that was rain-delayed from yesterday. It is Kavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you very much, Bo. Bo is, he, he, I said, I heard you and Hartman got into it. Are you, Hartman was wrong. Yeah, I don't think that there's a lot of hatred towards the Kansas City Chiefs right now, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I think people are starting to get sick of them if they haven't already. Hit Monty up at Monty Bolaños. You can find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. All right, the NBA All-Star Weekend didn't deliver what we hoped it would have delivered. What other disappointments are there in life? <laughs> ah, we dive in next. <laughs>